Hi, and welcome to the Imperfect Podcast. My name is Deb Crow, and I will be your host. Join me on this journey as we meet heart-centered leaders from all over the globe. Lots of interesting questions, interesting conversation, and find out what makes a leader. How do they handle uncertainty and complexity? How do they lead in a time that is volatile? Join us. I can't believe that we are at one year. I don't know where 12 months went. What I can tell you is that I've met incredible heart-centered leaders from all over the globe, from all walks of life, unique life experiences, unique work experiences, well-educated, non-educated, the most heartfelt element that I can share from my heart to yours is that leadership belongs to everyone. It's not about stature. It's not about initials after your name. It's not about where you've worked, how you've worked. It's really a level of self-awareness, which I have found to be miraculous. It's been 100 meaningful conversations, one at a time, with phenomenal leaders from Canada, from the United States, from Asia, from Australia. And I have been gifted with so many books and other little gifts that have been sent. There are new relationships, whether they are collegial, there are some friendships that have blossomed. And I wanted to share with you some of the amazing books. And I have to go back to the beginning when this was just a notion, a mere thought after eight weeks of discussing with my clients what they say to their staff, to their leadership team, to their executives, and kept hearing myself repeatedly saying the word imperfection. I kept hearing myself saying compassion, empathy, being a lifelong learner, owning your character. It's okay to say that you don't know what you don't know and lowering that armor on our chest, that wall of resistance that may be episodic or remnant from a period in your life and allowing heart-centered leadership to shine through and really have that mind and heart alignment. And when I did my research and I found Susan Steinbrecher, and I've shared this story many times over the last year, I wrote an email to her asking for her blessing to start the podcast because she wrote the book on heart-centered leadership back in 2003 with Joel Bennett. And it was recently reprinted in 2017. And that email sat in my draft folder for five days because I thought, 
why would she want to answer me full on imposter syndrome? And then I worked through it and thought, but what if she thinks it's a great idea? And what if she will accept being my first guest? And clicked the send button. And a couple hours later, she graciously answered and said, not only did I have her blessing, but she would be thrilled to be my first guest. Fast forward 12 months, I have a wonderful friend in Susan, a fellow executive coach. I now know someone else who lives in Texas. So when I go and visit, I know that I will definitely ensure that I get together with Susan. But more importantly, our relationship has grown to once a month Zoom coffees where we share our dreams, our goals, our aspirations, our frustrations, and we just see each other as women. We don't get caught up in title or stature or what our companies are doing. And we just share our heart-centered leadership with each other. And for that, I'm truly grateful. I then moved on to meet so many other leaders and met Nicole Hyman, who's from Switzerland. She also authored an amazing book, How to Develop the Authentic Leader in You. I have learned so much from her grace, her class, and just how she handles being an executive coach. She sent me her book, which really warmed my heart. I met an amazing gentleman, Bill Woodage, who has authored many books, but gifted me Fail More and Always Forward and an amazing t-shirt. I love his grit and tenacity and just the emotional agility that he brings to everyday living and the mindset that we need to have to be leaders, not just heart-centered leaders, but looking at leadership as a whole and just getting out of our own way. Bill has such a great way of conveying that message. Alan Hunkins loved his book, Cracking the Leadership Code. Alan taught me about being a strong leader and how we're constantly building on that. Leadership is about evolving and being that lifelong learner. Katie Anderson, another fellow heart-centered leader and executive coach, co-authored an amazing book, Learning to Lead, Leading to Learn. I've learned so much from her and I've loved the camaraderie that I've had with her over the past year. Vince Molinaro, Accountable Leaders, phenomenal book, fellow Canadian. He's got an amazing app that he started. Love being part of his community. And I love what he shares in his book about accountable leaders. And I encourage everyone to pick up Dr. Vince's book and be part of his community and his app. We're always evolving and learning. It's the constant message that I have learned from several of the leaders that I have interviewed. Louise Karsh, fellow Canadian, now living in Australia. She authored an amazing award-winning book called Word Glue, Finding Your Million Dollar Brand Name. 
I cannot say enough about this book and how much it's helped me, how much I've shared it with colleagues and friends and family members and clients. And she's always giving me a reason to revisit things. I also had an opportunity to have some of the interviews be video as well as audio. And one of my favorite video interviews was from Mayor Billy Kieserling from South Carolina. And the work that he did in his book, Sharing Common Ground, and just the history and dedication that he gave back to the state that he talks about, and just wanting to be fulfilled with sacred promises for freedom and justice and equality. And it was written with a colleague and a good friend. Mike Greenlee. And it was just such a labor, labor of love. So it was just an enjoyable time for me to, to interview this great leader and someone who's been in office for multiple terms because he is such an amazing heart-centered leader. Another memorable episode was with Dr. Katrina Furlick. And when I was a disability case manager, I had read her book, Another Day in the Frontal Lobe, and it was all about a brain surgeon exposing life on the inside, and it was just such a great read. I remember I couldn't put it down when I bought the book, and I had lent it to someone and joked with Dr. Katrina during our interview that I loved her book, and it really changed my leadership trajectory of when I was a disability case manager. And then she graciously sent me another copy and signed it and said that uh, she enjoyed that I picked her brain during the podcast. And it was so fun to catch up with her 14 years later after she wrote her book. And she's now an entrepreneur and is no longer doing neurosurgery. So again, it's just a demonstration that leadership can take us on so many different paths and trajectories. And there was someone who went to school for so many years to become a neurosurgeon and enjoyed it, but then pursued her passion to help patients with their adherence for medication because she saw it as a real problem in the United States and started a business. So that was really rewarding. Another leader that I interviewed that really left an imprint on my heart was Hugh McLeod. He authored a book called Humanizing Leadership, and it was all about a reflection of fueling that people matter and relationships make the difference. And I've talked about that repetitively and wholeheartedly, that heart-centered leadership is truly honoring your connection with people. If we don't have a connection with someone, what do we have? Business acumen has its place. It's just like artificial intelligence. It has its place in our everyday lives. But what drives it is people and our connection with people. And I found that I got into so many interesting conversations about connecting with people 
in every interview over the course of one year, 99 episodes. Another special moment for me was connecting with Tan May Vora from India. And we've developed a friendship, a passion for helping others and really leading with heart-centered leadership qualities. I had shared my vision over a Zoom call with Tan May and commissioned him to create one of his beautiful sketch notes. I had shared all of my branding guidelines with him and the vision of what I felt was the top 20 heart-centered leadership qualities that I want to share with you today. The first quality is truthful. The second is trustworthy. The third is models self-care. The fourth is servant leader. The fifth is open-minded. The sixth is own character. The seventh is lifelong learner. The eighth is avid reader. The ninth is approachable. The tenth is strategist. The eleventh is help others rise and give support. The twelfth is mindful of words. The thirteenth is attentive listening. The 14th is compassionate for self and others. The 15th is responsible. The 16th is committed. The 17th is offer a safe, welcoming environment. The 18th is ability to fail forward. The 19th is empathetic. And the 20th is strive to mentor. I've often been asked how I brought this list together and what does it mean? This list is a combination of my work experience, my life experience, my academic experience, and I think it embraces and encompasses all the failures, the valleys, the small wins, the celebrations that I've endured over 30 years of being an entrepreneur. It's not impossible, but it's definitely not truthful to say that one person could possess all 20 qualities all the time. I often post and talk about that we're human beings. We make mistakes. We own the mistakes. We learn from them. I love the cliche, things happen in our life for a reason, a season, or a lesson. It's a fun exercise that I do with a lot of organizations to augment team building, to assist with change management initiatives. And we use these qualities in different ways to find out what our top three are. Which one are we best at? Which one do we work at? Which one do we really want to get better at? Heart-centered leadership is, is continuing to evolve and grow and learn. And we learn by failing forward. 
We learn by celebrating the small wins. We learn by stopping and exhaling and taking a pause. A lot of people have found their own voice and have learned to live through being passionate and identifying what their purpose is. So there's been some unique stories, questions, and conversations that have derived from the release of that document in January of this year, 2021. And we've had over 25,000 people look at that document. So between 10 May bringing my vision to life and this beautiful document being created and distributed to the world, if a small ripple is made and we're putting more heart-centered leaders out there, that is the wish for this podcast. From a logistical standpoint in analytics, interviewed 99 amazing leaders, two episodes a week, one year, one year today actually, and 42 countries are now listening. It's not about the likes. It's not about how you rate us, review us, share us. If each podcast gives you a little bit more wisdom and a nugget for you to implement in your personal life or in your career, it allows those meaningful conversations that I'm having twice a week to also have a ripple effect. That is my wish. That is my vision. That is my heartfelt gratitude that I cultivate every Wednesday and Friday when we put these episodes out into the world. I've often been asked who inspires me. Brene Brown inspires me greatly. I absolutely loved her book, The Gifts of Imperfection. She taught us that when we let go of who we think we're supposed to be and embrace who we really are, I think that that is the epitome of being a heart-centered leader. When we think of weight loss, I love people to think of it in a cognitive, emotional way. When we can let go of the weight that we carry in our minds, on our shoulders, and in our hearts of what other people think of us, what if we just show up every day and be the best version of ourselves and a little bit more of who we were the day before? I'm often asked, what does success mean to me? Success to me means life by design, creating a life of purpose, knowing who you are, striving to be the best version of yourself every day, having white space in our calendar. I love when Warren Buffett and Bill Gates talk about that not scheduling yourself to the point where you can't breathe, but allowing some white space to be on the calendar. 
to get up from your desk, to walk around, to have a drink, to have an environmental break, to get outside, take some deep breaths, put your, put your feet on, on the ground, in the grass, just be, we don't allow us ourselves to have enough time to just be when we are quiet clarity comes in waves and when you have a mind of clarity it allows you to be progressive and limitless we can get caught up in the chaos and the notifications and the likes just the whole mindset of FOMO, the fear of missing out. But in your life by design, I'm going to ask you, are you missing out? Or are you willing to jump over and join me in the JOMO world, the joy of missing out? I took a staycation this year and I deleted everything off my cell phone. And it was such a breath of fresh air and a reprieve to not see things beeping and lighting up. And I embraced Jomo and I didn't return any of the notifications on my phone when I came back. I made more white space in my calendar. So what can you do? in your life to create more white space. Someone else who really inspires me is Dr. Susan David. I love her TED Talk. I love all the work she's done on emotional agility. And I love that she's taking some words and some phrases and just some things that we've all grown up with and heard, whether it's a term, a leadership term, a cliche, and she takes the cognition and the emotional value and reframes it and makes you think. And I'm really enjoying her new book. I highly recommend that you grab it and think about what emotions that you bring into your leadership. I'm not saying emotion doesn't have a place. I'm just saying, do you acknowledge it? Do you lean into it? Do you accept it? But is there also a place for logic to also come into your leadership? I think one of the bigger conversations I've had offline with a lot of leaders is we all have that glimpse or time where we get into comparison mode. And what I know for sure is comparison is the biggest thief in your life of not having joy. And there is no destination. It's all about the joy we have in this journey called life. What manifesto have you created for your life to think about, practice, embrace, insert, lead by example? Think about that.
how have you handled your energy over the past year with this climate? Have you leaned in and acknowledged your intuition, that gut feeling that we get? Dr. Rod Gutierrez, another amazing global leader from Australia, taught us all about intuition management and how we access that inner genius in our leadership. How do you think about questions and asking good questions and creating trust and rapport when you're leading? Do you think intrinsically and put your connection with people first? Even if you're handling conflict or dispute resolution in the workplace, what healthy habits have you created to model for your team? Many leaders shared with us the creativity in working remotely with their team and how they had to exercise more of those soft skills and their emotional intelligence. Reflect back on your year. What has worked? What has not worked? What did you learn about yourself? What's been your favorite part of the last year and who you are as a person in who you are as a leader? Did you always have space to choose joy in your day? Did you challenge yourself to change up your morning routine? Did you pick a new skill to learn? What meaningful conversations did you have with yourself? Another interview that really stuck stuck with me was with Thomas Dalborg from Michigan and his beautiful book, From Heart to Head and Back Again, a journey through the healthcare system. And coming from that world, we had a really meaningful conversation and, and this book was a journey for him. It was him being able to step into his courage and be vulnerable and talk about a system that needs help and viewing weakness as a strength. There's a lot of learning out there about being great and modeling and behaving with goodness. And he took us on a beautiful trajectory through the healthcare systems and there is opportunity to make a difference. And we can look at the climate over the last year and what we've experienced as a global nation during this pandemic, looking at how leaders have handled leading in a really volatile time. We all have the ability to transform our lives, our workplace, our relationships with people, the strength of the team that we lead, whether you're a team lead, 
a senior team lead, a manager, an executive, a C-suite. We all have the power to build heart-centered relationships. And I can tell you that heart-centered relationships do reduce costs. They do help change and boost outcomes. They do transform business. And with COVID-19, we've become a borderless society. COVID has brought down the border across all business sectors. And even though business has sectors, we are all in the people business and people are in all sectors. Last fall, I created a 30-day heart-centered leadership challenge that I wanted to run from the middle of November to the middle of December. I wanted people to finish the year feeling good about themselves and set them up to have a beautiful, restful Christmas, even though Christmas looked different for us. I wrote a beautiful heart-centered leadership affirmation that I wanted to share on the 100th episode of our podcast today in celebration of one year. And it goes like this. I have the ability to lead and inspire others. My leadership qualities are evident to everyone around me. Over the years, I have developed the ability to lead a wide variety of people in any circumstance. I have a level of natural charisma that people find irresistible. That makes it easy for people to trust and believe in my words and my vision. People are attracted to me and what I have to say. I am a person that people follow willingly. It is my ability to inspire others that sets me apart. I know how to motivate people and present a possible future that others find attractive. When I inspire others, they can give me their best each day. When I inspire others to do their best, I am demonstrating the depth of my leadership skills. I am always perfecting my ability to lead and inspire. Though I already know so much, there is always more I can learn. I avoid becoming lazy and complacent. I am continuously improving my skills. Leadership skills are at a premium in today's world. I know that my skills are valued throughout the world. As my ability to lead grows, the number of opportunities available to me grows as well. Today, I am taking full advantage of any opportunities to lead and inspire others. I am doing my best to be a great leader as I work on strengthening my leadership skills even further. So I'm going to ask you three questions to self-reflect. Question number one, what opportunities do you have to lead in your life? Number two, what can you do to enhance your leadership abilities? 
And question number three, what are your greatest strengths as a leader? So my gift to you is I'm going to give you a downloadable link for this affirmation to help you become a heart-centered leader. And I welcome you to join me on the second 30-day Heart-Centered Leadership Challenge, which is starting on Monday, May the 3rd. We'll put the link below in the podcast episode description. And I want to thank you for joining me over this past one year, for being part of my community, for sharing your comments, and really embracing the heart-centered leaders that I have interviewed and introduced to the world. So from my heart to yours, thank you for joining me today. And I'm just going to celebrate happy one year and perfect the Heart-Centered Leadership Podcast. We're going to take a month off and we've got lots of surprises coming for season two. So we'll be back in June. And I want to thank you for all your support. And as always, this is Deb Crow. I have enjoyed spending the last year with you. And I look forward to the start of season two. Thanks so much from my heart to you.